Hey there, Offgoers, Muse here, and before we get started, I just wanted to let you know ahead of time, we talk about the Obamacare repeal efforts from Tuesday, because we recorded this on Wednesday, so obviously we recorded this before the skinny repeal failed on Friday morning, so ignore the fact that we're a little bit behind on the news here, and the grief we give John McCain might seem a little unwarranted because of the vote on Friday morning, but like we've said, we can never be up on the times. We're always going to be behind on some things, and uh, it's not a bad break anyway, so I figured I'd leave it in, so... I'm a fucking walking paraplegic. Wait, no, I'm not. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. <laughs> I like the realization of just like someone thinks they're walking. It's like, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm still sitting down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or it's just like, wait a minute. Uh, that's just a person who could walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. Big week, big, big week. But I got to start with the biggest story of all. This is, uh, I know Colbert is going to be opening his show. I know he's got a monologue about this. Gastonia made the top 50 worst cities to live in in the United States. And that's relevant because I live in that city. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really even know what to say about that. Apparently it's got, there's a uh, high crime rate that I wasn't entirely aware of. I've just shit on the city for a while because there's nothing to fucking do. It's like, maybe, that, maybe that's the reason why. It's just like, God damn it, there's nothing to do in this town. Yeah, might as well rob somebody. <laughs> my mind initially goes to, like, what affects me or my thoughts of it, and which immediately go to, there's no fucking culture, there's no venues, there was a coffee shop, but they closed it. Like, there's nothing going on here. 90% of the city voted for Trump. And then I find out, oh, it's because of the unemployment and the poverty and the crime rate. Didn't think about all of that. <laughs> French Montana apparently donated $100,000 uh, to a Ugandan health center. Uh, apparently it's going to serve like 300,000 people. And I just saw that and I was just like, wow, this is so awesome. Like, and I just thought like, man, if, if every rapper just like donated the exact same amount, you don't have to give away all your cars or whatever. Just donate that exact same amount. You're, you're not going to be hurting at the end of the year, you know? Like, how many people could be helped? Migos, put the fucking nine planet chain back. <laughs> you know? How many times are you going to wear it, really? Like, you know, because it's going to get passe after a while. You know what I mean? That is a good point. Like, in two years, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's still wearing that chain. No, they're going to be like, oh, wow, you're still wearing that chain? <laughs> Played out. Yeah, seriously, if you're wearing it a year from then, even, like a few months, you're, you're in fucking Migos. You got to keep that shit fresh. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? It reminded me of, um... Uh, I remember it was like Missy Elliott a long time ago. They were, they were talking about how like, uh, you know, I, I used to watch the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous show whenever they had like, we're talking about rappers and stuff. Uh, uh, because I guess I just hated myself as a teenager. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I always wonder about shows like that. It's like, here's how richer other people are than you. It's like, why am I watching this? <laughs> who, who, how does this help me? <laughs> how does this enrich my life? It brings it back to DJ Academics when he was complaining about, uh, 
putting a stack of money to your ear. And he was like, rap's all about bragging, saying how much more money you got. And it's like, then why would anyone listen to that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Why would anyone? Here. It's like, I can't relate to this shit. Like, it's like if you're trying to advertise your genre, you know, and you're like, you know, indie rock. This music's going to tell you about personal things. And, you know, come over here if you want to hear this music about this. And then, you know, mainstream up is like, come over here if you want us to remind you how poor you are. <laughs> you know? If you want someone to threaten to beat your ass... How much more money they got and about fucking your bitch. Why would anyone want to listen to that? Like, the people who, like, specifically want that must be those people who comment in the Instagram posts of the guys who hold the money to their ear. It's gotta be those people, like, who really just want that. You know? This is like, like, who, who is the person who comments under the, uh, the picture of... You know, Fetty Wap or, or Young Thug holding a, a wad of money to their ear. Look at the comment section. There's people like, you know, uh, commenting like with a diamond emoji or like, yo, my boy's getting money. It's like, what are you guys doing? How is this helping you at all? Like, what? It's not funny. It's not like insightful. It's not interesting. You, you, everyone has done the fucking money to their ear thing. Why are you commenting on it trying to kiss his ass? And, and I was thinking like, is it one of those things where it's like, you know, before people would go on the Apollo, they rub the little wood or whatever, you know, for good luck. So he was like, if I comment on his thing and big up him, maybe I'll be on the on the other side of the Instagram post, you know, holding the stack of money to my ear. It's the social media equivalent of uh, kicking the Blarney Stone. <laughs> I, I think that's what it's called, right? In like in in like Irish folklore, you you get good luck if if you kick this rock. I thought you had to kiss it or something. Hmm. One of us is culturally inaccurate. (laughs) At my college, there was a kicking rock. Am I getting it confused? Why would you kick a rock? That would just hurt. I don't know. Hold on. What are you doing? What the hell's wrong with Gastonia? (laughs) Man, no wonder uh, wonder it's one of the worst cities to live in. People just got foot pain all day. (laughs) Um... No, kick rocks means to get the hell out of here. Maybe someone yeah. was trying to insult to assault the person and they took it the wrong way. They're like, ah, kick rocks. And someone's just like, hmm, that person must be wishing me luck. That must be a phrase that means to wish someone luck. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think it is kissing the Blarney Stone. And apparently kicking rocks for good luck isn't a thing. <laughs> Look at you. You've had bad luck all your life just because you've been doing the wrong goddamn thing. What do we do? You, like, go to Ireland, you kiss it, and then all of a sudden, like, you're a millionaire. It's like, oh, that's all I had to do. Damn it. Now, instead, I'm just going to Ireland, and I'm kicking everyone's rocks. (laughs) What you're doing kicking my Blarney Stone? It's like, and then I get fucking deported. (laughs) So I just kick everyone's rocks. No, but you reminded me about the uh, the comments on the Instagram posts. It's no different than if you follow um, professional wrestlers. On uh, social media, because you get a lot of marks. Who well, professional wrestling? It's supposed to be like over the top, though, right? Like it's understood that if I'm saying this thing on Twitter, it's part of kayfabe, right? Oh no! What I was getting at was like you get these wrestlers just posting pictures of like them and their kids, right? And then mm-hmm. you look in the comments, and it's like you're gonna lose this Sunday. <laughs> First of all, do you think he's reading that? And second of all, what? Why? <laughs> you see that shit all the damn time. Either it's, if, if, if it's a female wrestler, 
All the comments are pervy, gross garbage. And if it's dude wrestlers, yeah, it's always, you, f you fucking suck, dude. What you did on Monday was fucked up. And every so often, like I know Kevin Owens does this a lot, if you follow him on Twitter, he will retweet Marks, like, giving him shit, and just, like, totally trash their uh, Twitter page. <laughs> just, like, make fun of their profile pictures and the shit. Oh it's like, God. man, that's the equivalent of you're really, really bored on a plane or a bus going to the fucking next city. You've got nothing to do. Your fucking switch is dead. I'm just going to go on Twitter. I'm just going to make fun of some people making fun of me. I'm just going to look at their profile <laughs> picture and call them ugly. There you go. There's an afternoon. I joked earlier about the, about the Gastonia thing being the biggest news story. And while it might be to me... I know for the rest of the country, it might not be. And I referenced wrestling earlier. And I gotta bring it back there for just a second, because a big trope. One guy, when he was making his entrance, gets attacked from behind, and security has to, like, take him to the back, and they're like, oh no, he's not gonna be able to compete in the match now. That's so sad. He's not gonna be able to win. Right at the very end, when it looks like someone else is gonna win, what happens? That guy's music hits... And there he is, holding his ribs, like, waddling down to the ring, like, Nuh-uh, you ain't taking this shit from me, I worked too hard, and motherfucking John McCain. Oh my god. Did that same goddamn shit. And if anyone was watching Raw in 2008, they might remember, uh, the, the McCain maniacs, when the, when the three candidates, uh, pleaded their case for why the Raw viewers should vote for them. And they all made little videos. And, uh... What? Hillary's was like, uh... I'm gonna lay the smack down. And McCain's were all, like, old 80s, like, Hulk Hogan shit, which didn't really help his cause. Um, <clears throat> Barack's was the obvious one. Do you smell what Barack is cooking? I may even have to deliver the people's elbow. But, uh, yeah, they were all <laughs> equally corny. But I remember McCain said, uh... What are you gonna do when the McCain maniacs run wild on you? Wait, he didn't even say McCainiacs? That would have been perfect. And what you gonna do when John McCain and all his McCainiacs run wild on you? Oh shit, maybe he- maybe. Maybe it was like the King of the Hill bit where it was like, Oh, it's the propane maniacs. Or the propaniacs. Yeah, this man who literally is surviving off of the American taxpayer is- came back just to say, Yep, I'm gonna make sure you don't get any of the healthcare that I was able to get. Like, how do you explain yourself? Yeah, like, how can you fucking look in the mirror? First of all, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna look and say, you know what? Maybe these people just don't fucking care and they're evil. Which is possible. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't like to say that because it's reductionist in the way that it makes it seem like, oh, no change is possible, they're just bad people, there's nothing we can do. No, no, no. The whole reason why he voted the way he did, because... It's not because they give a shit about the American people and what the American people want, right? Like, they say that, but most people want the, the, the fight for 15. Uh, they, they want the, um, they, they want ACA, like... They want sin single-payer health care. Yeah, people have taken polls and have shown that we still want it. Yeah. But they're still taking it away. Why? Why are they doing this? It doesn't make sense unless you factor in the idea that it's like, well, who's paying them? Follow the money. They're not doing this because, ah, uh, we d we have no control over our hands. No, we have to sign the bill into law. No! 
The only reason they're doing this is because there are people paying them to make sure that their pockets are lined and they get their tax cuts for the next year. Okay, well then I, I gotta ask you, maybe evil was, was too harsh of a word, but how does that not make what I said true? Because even if it's not, fuck these people, it's still, I'm putting myself ahead of the good of the entire country. Isn't that just as bad? Because they still know how wrong it is. I just want to make sure that we don't make it like, because there's two ways you can see it. There, there's the way that's just like, oh, that's just the way it is. Throw my hands up. Don't do anything. And then there's a sort of, I know why this is happening because, you know, this money is what controls things. Right. So what we need to do is make our voices so overwhelmingly heard that for them to still continue to do things the way they've done things before, it it lo logically will not make sense to mo to a, a significant enough um, group of Americans, like an overwhelming group of Americans, that we'll go like, no, you know what? You're still not listening to us. You're out. You're out of fucking office. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's the only other thing that we can do. It's just like, we have to get you out. You're obviously not listening to us, and we're going to make sure that the next person that we get in will listen to us. Because ultimately, it's about what we fucking want. And this isn't like, you know, fucking uh, 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 Trail of Tears where what the American people wanted was kind of fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, we want to live, you asshole. I just want more people to be aware of it. And oh, there's going to be that person who's like, oh, here going off goes once again, talking about the pilot. Man, it's been this months. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we haven't talked about this shit for months and we easily could have been. It was like, this is the shit that people need to live. Politicize my ass. <laughs> Fucking how healthcare should not be a partisan issue. This is a, this is about decency. This is about what is obviously best for the people. And don't fucking sugarcoat this shit and say, oh no no, we're 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 we're, uh, we're doing this. So further down the line, we can figure out a plan that's better. It's like, well, no, the fuck you ain't. Because we already saw the plans you presented, and they were dog shit. Yeah, and we saw how quickly we were trying to rush them through without anyone looking at them. Anyone who's trying to rush something through without anyone looking at it, that's not someone who has your best interest at heart. <laughs> and they fucked up, and they haven't worked any time that they, they try to present a possible plan. They're all unagreeable. No one would ever pass anything this, this cruel. When Trump says... That your fucking healthcare plan is too mean. Go back to the goddamn drawing board. It doesn't make sense that they keep doing this. Why? We obviously didn't want the first thing you brought in. Why are you doing the exact same thing? The only logical reason is, well, I mean, the, the really rich people are paying me to... They're paying me to keep pushing it through until you stop paying attention. <laughs> you know? It's like, are they paying attention this time? Damn it, all right. Oh, are they paying attention this time? Ah, damn it, all right. To paraphrase a Nas verse, uh, y'all ask us if we try to kick politics? Nah, we try to kick that shit you need to learn, though. <laughs> For real, getting money out of politics is easily one of the things I would love to see more than anything, because honestly, so much would change if, if that one thing were different. And I'm not even gonna act like it's one side of the aisle. It's fucking both here. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing. They work differently. Republicans uh, on the Republican side, uh, as far as like congressmen and things like that, they work to put forward really regressive, uh, you know, um, bills and policies in place. But what Democrats do is they play the sort of like, 
well, we should compromise instead of pushing for what they need to push for, you know? So it's, I'm trying to beat you up, and I'm hoping that you won't punch me as much instead of, I'm trying to punch back. Just watch over the past few weeks how when it's looking at over 30 million people could lose their insurance, Democrats still won't fucking come forward and speak up for single-payer healthcare. That should be your fucking unifying rally call. That's your battle cry. That's the opposition. Not- Yeah, like, 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 do you see how they're not helping you? Look at what I'm trying to do. Instead of doing that, well, I mean, we should compromise that. No, 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 fuck what they hollering. You hear what the American people want. You just gotta wonder, with, with, the, with the Democratic senators, how many millions are they okay with losing <laughs> their health care? It's like, well, 30's too much, but I mean, 15, that's only half, though. Like, are we seriously, are we at that point? Like, I know people have made jokes about uh, the Democratic Party trying to revamp themselves, a rebranding, and the, their whole fucking thing is like, we're not as bad as the other guys. It's like, are you fucking serious? That's all you've got? That's the best. They have bumper stickers that say, have you seen the other guys? Oh my god. That's the fucking best they've got! Not rallying for 15 an hour, not rallying for single payer, not rallying behind, uh... Gun control, we still can't get that done. Fuck what people in the uh, the comments section will try to throw in. You know, because, like, what, the people who are in the comments section, and, and that's not dissing, like, people and, you know, all people in the comments section, but the people who are the loudest, the people who complain the most and go, like, oh, fuck you, that's what we want. Those are just the minority of people talking the most to make it look like they're bigger than what they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to make it like this, but I think we have purged most of the particularly toxic uh, supporters out of the comment section, because I don't see them anymore. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually think uh, our, our comment section is pretty cool. Very constructive criticism is, is what we like. You don't gotta be a dick about shit if we get shit wrong or whatever. But uh, j just last week, uh, we had one comment, and I'm not even gonna say whatever, but it's like I said on Twitter, I have yet to see a, or read from or hear from a single Trump supporter that doesn't sound ignorant on the issues, mm -hmm. completely self-serving, or racist. It's one of the three. Yeah. <laughs> because, because the person in our comment section posted this diatribe. It was because of the intro we did last week, the uh, uh, not yeah, repealing yeah, Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. And I figured we'd ruffle some feathers, and surprisingly, we only got the one comment that was actually against it, much to my surprise. And it wasn't like, dude, listen, this is what the immigrants are doing, and this is why we really, really need this wall. Exactly. And it's, never it's never thought out. It's like hashtag that. MAGA. And the fucking response was like, you regressive F-words. It's like, who's going to listen to that? <laughs> That's not a voice of reason. Like, I would love to hear someone intelligently put forth their legitimate concerns of why Hillary really needs to be indicted, why we seriously need a wall, why we need Obamacare repealed. Like, if you could come across and tell me all the harmful things, because I keep seeing, you know, the victims of Obamacare, and then I see the numbers of the 30 million people it's helping. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm obviously not going to believe a stage full of white kids standing next to Trump. I'm going to listen to the numbers that tell me 30 million people are going to lose their insurance. <laughs> Either, like, you do the research and you bring me something cohesive, I'm, I'm probably not going to agree with it anyway. People say, like, your your podcast 
needs more opposition. It's always people, I always hear people just agreeing with each other. You and Rap Critic agree on everything. You, you bring on Rav, and besides the few rappers you and him disagreed with a couple weeks back, yeah, like, I will admit, the, the guests we do bring on are pretty much of the same liberal, progressive mindset. Opposition isn't necessarily something that is needed in every goddamn uh, uh, position in the world. You don't need someone, if, if I say to you, we need uh, oxygen in order to live, I don't need to bring on a fucking opposition uh, pundit to argue with me with on that. Right. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, if we're going to come on the podcast and say the sky's blue, they were like, oh, I'm sorry, we need the, per- we, we need the person who's going to argue it's orange. Like, what? No, why would we? <laughs> it isn't true. And it goes back to um, a few weeks ago when we were talking about the whole uh, the whole Lacey Green thing. Like, that's what happens. You're so tired of hearing from one side where you all of a sudden want to curiously hear what the other side has to say. And then fucking what? You're turning back to that first side of people that were behind you all along, giving them the fucking finger. And it's like, well, who did that help? It didn't help anybody. Here's the thing. The people who say that, what they're really trying to say is, I really want to hear my feelings validated. It doesn't matter if they're wrong. I just want to hear my feelings validated. Talk about like trans issues and things of that nature, right? So you have a lot of people saying, oh, well, a uh, boy is born, born a boy and a girl is born a girl. And I can't change that. Uh, that that's just the way it is. And it's like, you know, you know, what's interesting is that there have been a lot of recent findings about, you know, gender studies and you know things that count as certain genders and how people's um and how people's emotional state values into it there's been a lot of ongoing research it wasn't just figured out once in the 50s and we never have to think about it again <laughs> it's like that's not how science works like we found out that this thing that i'm comfortable with and we never had to do any more research after that again i hate to bring her back up but fucking lacy green was was arguing about the whole only two genders thing and people came up and they were like, well, what's your basis on that? And she just goes like, my elementary school education. And all these genetic majors and like people who are specialized in the field are like, you're fucking wrong. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You, with this giant audience you're reaching out to, it's dangerous. Because they look at you like someone who does know what they're talking about. And you're so brazen so la-dee-da about what you're talking about like it's not going to affect lives and it does she has she has transgender women arguing with her on twitter getting these giant groups of people harassing them and trolling them because they're so desperate to defend Lacey's honor or whatever the hell as if you know Lacey's going to see these tweets the whole thing is creepy as shit me personally i posted a tweet just just a couple days ago on the whole issue, and for three days, I was getting comments um, of people who were uh, term searching Lacey's name, wanting oh to God. find these these terrible SJWs trying to come, uh, you know, dare say anything against Lacey Green, and it's like how she's just spurting all this red pill nonsense and all this anti-trans rhetoric and all this, and people who don't follow me never followed me before are all of a sudden commenting, being like, "I demand proof." of this and then you look in their twitter and they follow her so it's like well you've seen the tweets if they don't (laughs) resonate to you in that way that's not my fucking problem but when you see these people with like 4chan 
uh, banners on their on their Twitter page and all this like Pepe the Frog bullshit, and they have the nerve to come to you and say, "Prove to me that Lacey Green was red pilled." It's like she's got fucking 4chan trolls coming to her defense. <laughs> what more proof do you need? You're the living proof. <laughs> no one's trying to defend me on 4chan. No, <laughs> fuck no. It isn't worth your time to try to convince these people. And in most cases, about 95% of the comments I got, I just fucking muted the shit out of these people because, first of all, muting is way more fun than yeah. blocking. <laughs> they just keep talking shit, and then you see, like, people responding to them, and you're just like, I don't even need to see what this is. I'm just I don't even see life. what this shit is. The, the, the phrase I use most often is uh, screaming into the void is what these people end up doing. Because <laughs> when you block them... These trolls get the satisfaction of seeing, uh huh, they blocked me, they, they couldn't handle what they have to say. Yeah. If you mute them, you just never get bothered with their shit again, and they could be posting shit all day, and <laughs> you just never know. And they're wasting their whole fucking day waiting for you to respond and further the argument because they literally have nothing else going on in their pathetic lives. Yeah, I saw this one comment that was like, I'll go to your Patreon and we can debate some bullshit. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the fuck we will? My Patreon? <laughs> why would we take a debate to Patreon? Yo, first of all, why? Second of all, like, what do I have to gain by talking to Johnny Nobody over here about this issue? That he's not going to change my mind on because of the facts are the goddamn facts. Oh, we need to talk about R. Kelly. What I wanted to show you was the video, because this is what was interesting to me. And I know people have already talked about this, but we were supposed to talk about it last week and we didn't. The woman who lives with R. Kelly or whatever, uh, sort of giving her interview or whatever and going like, um... Oh, I'm not a hostage. No, everything's completely fine. There's no problem. What are you talking about? Are you currently in Georgia, or where are you? I actually, I'm not, no, not, not, I wouldn't want to speak on that as oh. well. Are you with other roommates? Are you free to go from where you are? No, not, I want to speak on that as well. Oh my god, and I'm not even talking about her. I'm talking about the, if you like TMZ's content. We're TMZ, if you like our vibe, click on that button and hit subscribe. <laughs> what the fuck? This is why nobody respects you as a publication. Holy shit. You're posting that video and at the very end it's just this wacky over the top voice. Ah, Jesus Christ, fuck TMZ. Every so often they, they, they actually break some stories and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that they're actually credible at some point. I hate that they're relevant because they're such dog shit and the people that work there are such dog shit. But yeah, anyway, the, this R. Kelly video, this uh, alleged cult captive not wanting to speak on where she is and not wanting to speak on whether or not she is a cult captive or not. Yeah, it looks a, bit, it looks a little suspicious. It's like, um, if you weren't a captive, like, I'll put it to you like this. You know, I'm living in my house right now. If I did an interview with someone and they were like, are you held captive in your house? And I'm not. I would just say, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, any, if you're saying, uh, I mean, because you're not, if she was held captive, she's not going to say yes. 
Right. <laughs> yes, I am held captive. Someone help me. <laughs> you know? But the, R. Kelly is was... in the room. He is watching this. <laughs> the fuck is I can't? You literally set up this interview, interview so that you could prove that nothing is wrong. So why the fuck would you put yourself in this situation, presumably to go like, hey, everything is okay, and then when the questions come up to say, hey, is everything okay, you say, I don't want to tell you. Like, what? <laughs> you know, no one forced you to do the shit, at least I think no one forced you to do the shit. Like, because the only way this reads to me is, I can't say yes, because what if a court case comes out later right. where they use the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, this is evidence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this even makes you, this makes you look like something even more is fucking amiss by not even being able to goddamn answer. Because it says, are you free to go out with your uh, roommate? And the funny thing here is that she says, no. <laughs> but what's funny is that she goes, no, I don't want to speak on that. Like, She's not saying no to the question. She's saying, no, I would not like to speak on this subject. <laughs> now, it, now watch, watch the video. Watch it 152. And look at her shirt. Oh, my God. What is that? Yeah. Whose hands that, is that? That literally looks like someone's hands doing, like, the cutoff motion, like, stop, stop. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and which, tell, which obviously looks to me like they said, are you free to go out? And the guy was saying, like, deny the, you know, don't give them any ammo whatsoever. No, he was doing the cutoff motion to say, don't speak on it. Right. And she thought that he was telling her to say, oh, no. You know, like, she was so not thinking for herself that she couldn't even figure out the interpretation of someone doing the cutoff motion that it would be saying, oh, what that means is don't answer the question. She just saw it and went like, uh, uh, I don't even know what the question is, but no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when the guy kept doing it, he was like, I, I don't want to speak on that, is what I meant to say. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah, I really hate that I'm not really hearing too much about this anymore. Like, it was a big thing for, like, a day, and now people have already stopped talking about it. This just seems to always happen with R. Kelly. It's like, it feels like every year or so, something comes up that's just like, guys, Something's wrong. There's smoke. So there's obviously fire somewhere. And everyone goes, ah, sure, it's not that bad. But yes, it is. It's that bad. It's obviously that bad. We've seen shit and heard shit about him for years now, and he was just on tour last year. I fucking hate this. I keep seeing this with TMZ interviews. Do they just do this? They just roll up on people in the middle of the day. Yeah. And just go like, hey, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And like... I could have been busy filming for the last three weeks. I'm not up to current events. I heard something about something. I'm walking back to the set right now. You know what I mean? For like a fucking Mm -hmm. lunch break. Thinking I'm not going to get hassled. Then someone shoves a camera in my face. Like, this looks exactly like that. Like, I was thinking like, maybe it was like a, uh, you know, uh, it's an interview that they actually set up. This just looks like shove the camera in your fucking cornea and try to get something embarrassing. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it, and, that, and that's what most of these videos are. I think we were talking about, man, I forget what video we talked about on the podcast, maybe like last year or whatever, but it was just somebody in an airport, and they were just like, yeah, I, I don't know, man, whatever. 
And it was just like, so-and-so doesn't care about this big, important thing. It's like, you didn't fucking even give him the goddamn details. You just expected, oh, everyone's gonna know. It's like, but what? They're fucking lucky that they get scoops from anybody, honestly. They, they should seriously just every fucking time be told to fuck off. You don't have to give them the time of day. I don't know why people do. Just fucking keep on fucking moving. Okay, he's asking, what the fuck? He's asking John Segula, do you think this is going to make a good movie someday? <laughs> what? Get the fuck out of here! Why are you asking him this? First of all, like, I'm not related to whatever. I would just be like, I'm not related to any controversy that's going on with R. Kelly. Whatever's going on with him, ask him, motherfucker. What the fuck are you doing asking me? I ain't got shit to do with this. I'm just trying to go home, apparently. <sighs> I thought it was just sort of like, I'm walking by. Please leave me alone. Yeah, sure, it's fine. But, like, I mean, he still looks like the sort of, like, I really wish you weren't doing this right now. Right. <laughs> but he's just like, uh, yeah, sure, he's got a whole bunch of girlfriends. Uh, a lot of famous people have a whole bunch of girlfriends. Uh, uh, it's just the way it is out here, eh? But this is like, yeah, it's a little bit more than that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, that, if it was that, because here's the thing. Like he said, hey, a lot of famous people have a lot of money. They want to spread the love. Whatever. I get it. <laughs> you know? They're like, hey, I've got a lot of money. I'm, I, I want to have a lot of uh, uh, women that I take care of. You know, whatever the fuck they do at Hollywood. There's a difference between that and having a cult in which they aren't allowed to do this. They aren't allowed to do that. You know what I mean? They don't get to take a shit without telling R. Kelly. That's the thing that's being filed against him. It's not just... Oh, here are some women I take care of. <laughs> like, here's someone who's really rich. He could help me get on. And then, oh, I have to do this. Oh, oh, I have to do this. Oh, oh, I have to do this. Oh, and I've cut off all contact with anyone who could help me. And now I, I can't go anywhere without him knowing because he has cameras and fucking bodyguards and all this shit. To, you, keep, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could easily see how someone falls into a trap like that. Or, or maybe he's doing something very similar and just doesn't want to talk too badly about it. <laughs> in case. <laughs> in case that heat comes for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, man. He's, he's trying to get into the ground floor of normalizing all of this. Just be like, no, no, it's totally cool. It's whatever, man. I wouldn't worry about anything like this. Yeah, no need to ask me any more questions about my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly storms out of interview over sexual abuse allegations. Have you not seen that clip? <laughs> no, I have. I have. I, I just realized what it was. It, it is really funny. I think we talked about this before, maybe. He said, like, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, if you ask me any more questions, I'm yeah. going to get up. I'm going to go across the street. I'm going to give me some Burger King. And uh, I'm going to, you know, enjoy all my fans who love me. And it was really funny because the article that we were reading about say, said that, like, in Chicago, he would go to, like, the local Burger King and pick up girls there. So oh, I was like, no. Yeah, dude, that, that is not helping. <laughs> if you ask me one more question, I'm going to go over to the Burger King and in, and in short, to answer your question, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I will continue doing the thing that I did before. <laughs> Goodbye, fair maiden. <laughs> to Burger King. <laughs> Oh, man. You want to talk about old scumfuck? We were already talking about R. Kelly. What are you talking about? Flower Boy, that oh, is. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah, me going there for a second. <laughs> mm. It was two years ago in April. So it's even longer than two years ago. 
Uh, we reviewed Tyler the Creator's Cherry Bomb, and here we are in 2017 talking about Scumfuck Flower Boy, his new release. And um, while I couldn't remember much of anything about Cherry Bomb except for the fact that we said he yelled on it a little too much. I remember there was one track where it was like way too loud. Like originally it was supposed to be an instrumental, but he was like, well, let me just rap on it and just have something under it. And it was like, we couldn't hear what he was fucking saying. So it was just like, well, I never want to listen to this again because I can't hear him. <laughs> and it, it was like, it was one of those moments where it's like, is this like a, you're too old for this sort of thing? <laughs> Have I reached that moment? Or is this really like bad? If it's too loud, you're too old. But, you know, I, I think overall we, we had noticed that like when I first listened to him and heard some of his stuff and it kind of like turned me off, like, it's like, hey, he's a good lyricist, but this is like way too much of this horrorcore shit. And it's mm. kind of just all over the place. It is basically, you know, the Slim Shady LP for 2009 or whatever. Right, yeah. And it's like, you know, and there there are people who haven't listened to the Slim Shady LP, so this is going to be their thing. Like, that's cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but when, when we got to Cherry Bomb, it was like, wow, he seems a lot more, like, chilled out. He seems like he's focusing on, like, you know, making just, like, he feels like he's in a very different place. Yeah. And this album felt like a continuation of that um you can kind of tell through the name of the album <laughs> yeah <laughs> like flower boy uh i couldn't imagine uh you know odd future back in 09 calling an album flower boy no i absolutely could not this is uh this is really far off from what i would have guessed would have been tyler's uh next offering but um I really, really liked it. <laughs> Is that so? I love it. I want it. I want to buy a copy. I really okay. enjoyed it. Okay. I would give it a five. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, wow. It's, it, it's like that, huh? I loved it from beginning to end. I even enjoyed that stupid little Lil Wayne thing for no fuck reason. <laughs> Where it's just like... It was like, is, is Odd Future like... I mean, is, uh, uh like, uh, Tyler still living in, like, 2010 when Lil Wayne was still relevant? Because, like, why does he have him on this song? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Serves no purpose. No, he's got fucking Frank Ocean in there. He's got, um, Aesop Rocky. Yeah. He's He's got dudes that people still care about in 2017. Then there's Wayne. We were just talking about it last week, about, uh, there was a track on that album where it's, like, a little slurp. Of a beverage, and I was oh, talking about yeah. how much I hated it. Uh-huh. And I was talking about how it was similar to Wayne's, uh, lighten up a joint. He does that shit here, too. But here's the thing. It's not like where, oh, they have a song, he has a verse, and, you know, Tyler has a verse. It's literally a song, like, barely gets a second to start, and Lil Wayne comes in, and he has the verse, and you're looking at the song, it's only a minute long, and it's already been, like, 50 seconds <laughs> and then, like, fucking Tyler just comes in with, like, a mini chorus, and that's the end. It's like, what? We that's it. Really? Dropping seeds. Like, did you think we wanted that in 2017? You think on a Tyler the Creator album, we wanted to just hear Lil Wayne for a minute? I didn't enjoy it as a track, I just liked it being there, and I don't even really know why. Like, it made me laugh. I would, I would skip over that track if I listened to the album again, which... I have numerous times. It's the, not a very good song. The song isn't long enough to skip. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah, eh, fuck it. 
It's, you know, it's whatever. It's like if I skipped some, uh, sometimes. Why would I? It's 30 seconds. <laughs> um, um, but no, I just like the overall feel of this album. I liked how there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of personal, uh, shit being, uh, put on display. I liked how different a lot of the songs were. I liked how, even on an album this kind of toned down, there were still some, uh, still some bangers. You got, uh, Who Dat Boy and, uh, I Ain't Got Time that is really in your fucking face. Who Dat Boy was really fun. Um, <clears throat> as a single, it really didn't prepare you for what this album was gonna sound like. <laughs> no, it really didn't. I, uh, I was, I was kind of expecting more of, more of Cherry Pie, real, or Cherry Bomb, whatever. Yeah, like, when you listen to it, it, it has a great intro. Like, you're just hearing, it sounds like, you know, the Tyler, the Creator, Tyler, the creator version of, like, horror music. And that yeah. was really cool. It goes on for a minute, and then just, it just drops, and then just, boom, and it's just right there. Um, now, I, honestly, I didn't like, like, it was cool, but it felt like it didn't do what it could have done. It was like, after a while, it was just them bragging, and I thought it was going to be a lot more dangerous, you know? Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, Aesop Rocky's just not that type of guy who's like, oh man, you know who we need for a track to, to, to give you that odd future sound? Aesop Rocky? Like, he's, he's a flossy sort of like, oh man, my life is great and everything's fine. That doesn't really fit this beat. Kind of sounded like he didn't really care. Like, he wasn't really just interested in being there. Yeah, and it was just like, why is this happening? I mean, it was fun, like, watching the music video, and it was just like, what? Aesop <laughs> Rock is here? But it it didn't amount to anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not with you on, on this on this five rating, man. I, okay. I, man, I thought we were gonna, oh boy. <laughs> oh no, really? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like, forward, I, I didn't like that. Uh, it, it was just like, okay, I got what he was doing. What was wrong with Forward? It was cool how the, the wordplay was sort of unfolding, like, how many cars can I get till I run out of drive? How much drive can I get till I run out of, uh, till I get to the ocean? Or something like that. But, you know, I, I personally feel like he, as a lyricist, like, yeah, the older stuff was offensive, but it was, you know, interestingly put together. I feel like he's really slacking on that on this album. Um, I feel like he's a lot more focused on the production, which is cool, but to me it feels like, and, and maybe this is sort of symbolic of where he sort of is, I mean, it's called Scumfuck, Flower Boy, but, uh, I felt like, you know, the beautiful moments never last too long, and I feel like I can never really enjoy them on a lot of songs. Um, like, um, I'll See You Again. This one, like, uh, there's so many of these songs where I was like, can I just hear this half of the song for the whole song? You know, like, it starts off with him go, okie, 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 okie. I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? And then it goes into this beautiful woman singing and wonderful, you hear the little bells and the strings in the orchestra. I'm like, oh my God, this is glorious. This dude, this dude has been hanging out with, uh, you know, some fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hans Zimmer. You know, trying, oh, to get that, okay. trying to get that sound down, trying to get that really, like, complex, beautiful sound. But then, you know, when his verse starts, it's just... And then, ah, oh, bitch, I miss you and shit, you know? And I don't know, like, it's just... Like, why does it have to switch like that? Why can't it just sound nice? Like, and like I said, maybe like maybe that's the point. It's like, oh, you just don't get it, Rap Critic. He's trying to show... How conflicted he is. It's like, yeah, but there's just still, I feel like there's a way you can do that 
and still have it work. You know, it feels like he's still kind of stuck in this sort of like place of trying to make that nicer sound, but still trying to give something to his fans, you know? I didn't get that. And like I said, when he raps, it, it, it doesn't feel as clever as it could be. I'm glad that he's not as, you know, just out there offensive and shit and that he's moving, you know, lyrically he's moving to a better place, but it still feels like, it feels like with that offensiveness also went his cleverness. I felt that this album was plenty clever. Really? Okay. Um, well, if, if you if you didn't feel See You Again, how about November? Uh, November I did like. Mm. Um, well, like I said, I liked half of See You Again. Yeah. But I didn't like Just that. not the part with him on it. There's a lot of points where he just does like one verse and it just feels like it interrupts what was happening. Mm. Um, which is why I really like the very last song, Enjoy Right Now Today, where it's, just, where it's just like, fuck it, just, yeah, just pretty sounds, and just enjoy, enjoy today, you know? <laughs> it, it, was, like, it was a bit repetitive, I don't think it needed to go on for as long as it did, for just some but, instrumental with nothing going on. But I appreciate it as like a ride out, you know what I mean? Yeah, it ends really abruptly though. Yeah, but, you know, I, I enjoyed what it what it did. And I also really like Glitter. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, I, I, uh, it's not that I hate his sound. I actually think his sound is very interesting. And I really, I like what he does. I just wish it was more focused. Mm. I feel like a lot of times it's not focused. Like, um, I, I really like Glitter. Uh, I really actually enjoyed Glitter because it's like the song before is like, I'm going to leave you a voicemail. I'm going to play the song for you. And then the next thing that happens is the song being played where he talks about how much he misses them. And then the end of the song is like, this thing was not recorded. And he's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I liked how I'm just like, ah, shit. <laughs> um, but uh, in the song itself, wait, hold on, let me go to the lyrics. Um, and I actually, I like his singing voice. Like, see, he has that type of voice that it doesn't really sound good. But I enjoy the way it sounds. Like it's endearing, you know, where mm. he sings like you may feel like glitter. <laughs> yeah. like, I can see myself singing along to that. Like it's really enjoyable in that way. But um, <clears throat> so all right, so this song is supposed to be about whoever he's in love with, you know. And then he goes into, "I keep that buck. I ain't giving no fuck. They ain't build me up, so I block him like Lego." Feeling glitter, feeling good, feeling great. Got the burner, got the heat, like, wait, got the shit, it's all up on that hip. I use it on myself on the day that you dip. It's like, wait, wait, what? Were you... Oh, yeah, this song was supposed to be about someone that you loved. What the fuck are you talking about? People like breathing you up so you block them like Lego? Like, what? I got the burner and I'm going to shoot myself on the day that you leave me? What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's his style or whatever. It was like, but I thought you were in a different space now, so it doesn't really fit. You know what I'm trying to say? I think you're really... You're putting way too much pressure on him for... No, 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 no. Here's my thing. If you're going to do that shock rap thing, do the shock rap thing. But if you're going to show that you're in a different place, be in a different place. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Wait, hold on, hold on. It's unrealistic to expect him to not make a song about how he might shoot himself? Really? No, I think you're ex- you're expecting a whole fucking 180 no. on an album for him to be like, well, he said he's gay now, so I'm expecting him to be this. No, 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 no. that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, like, from the, the song She, right? You remember that from a couple of years ago, where it was like... No. Uh, oh, okay, so that was a song <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was a song that was about him being a stalker and how oh, he's okay. like, I love you, fucking love me back or I'll kill myself and you. And it's like, mm. okay, the song's about him being a stalker. The first verse is from the perspective of like his stalkies girl, boyfriend or whatever. And yeah. so it's like, oh, that's a whole narrative kind of going on. I can enjoy that for what it is. But this song is like, I made this song for you because I'm making a song about, you know, how you make me feel. And you're talking about, you're going into non sequiturs and you're talking about how if you don't love me, I'm going to kill myself. And it's just like, what? I thought you were in a, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Did he ever explicitly say, this isn't going to be like my other stuff, this is going to be completely different? No, that's not what he said. That's why I'm saying that I think you went in with unrealistic expectations that you were expecting a completely different album, and it wasn't. It was just, it just has different, like, moods, I guess. But you know what I think it is? It doesn't, it doesn't go full enough with where he wants to go, right? Like, are you making this song that's supposed to be this love letter to someone or not? You know, and, and 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 is it still supposed to follow that sick humor of before or not? Because I don't know, like, it, it doesn't feel as dedicated. It feels like it still has to do, uh, look, I got to do the shock rap stuff. But yeah, this is a song for this girl. But I still got to include a line about how I might kill myself if you don't love me. You know what I mean? It's just like, you don't need to do that. Just fucking make it a love song. Like, I like the second verse. I like the look at my face. Look at that joy. This is one-sided. Yeah, I can't lie. We are going to work out. We a fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that was actually kind of like a clever line. Like, I know this isn't going to work out. Our love is one-sided, but I still love it. And I felt like the second verse I really liked. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like silly shit that he did in the first verse kind of threw me off, you know? And so I was like, now I can't fully enjoy this song, you know? I did like uh, the 911. I thought that one was clever, though. Yeah. Um, Where <laughs> it's like, it's basically, I, it's, see... All right, now, I feel like this song actually did the best job of sort of um, balancing the sort of, I'm trying to be in a better place, but that darkness still sort of calls me, right? So, Mm -hmm. this is the song where he's like, call me, someone please talk to me. Yes, call me at 911, because I really need some help. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, so it's not just, oh, I'm just really bored. Yeah, I'm bored and minorly suicidal. (laughs) You know, I, I I felt that and I felt the connection of that emotion with what he was saying. I know you're sick of me talking about cars, but what the fuck do you else do you want from me? It's the only thing that's keeping me company. <laughs> and um, it, it actually kind of reminded me of it was interesting. It reminded me of that Kanye West song where he said, uh, you know, um, uh, where he says, my friend showed me his son's uh, report card, but all I could do him is show him my sports car. <laughs> and <laughs> like, you know, now when Kanye says it, he just sounds like a douchebag. He's trying yeah. to get sympathy, but like, I know you're still just trying to brag, you know? Yeah, but, but this the humble song, brag. It, this song showed how realistic Tyler can be when he's, when he's really putting himself to it. Like, he actually explains, it's like, I know you're sick of this, but look, I'm fucking bored. I don't know what else I'm fucking to do. You know what I mean? Like, I actually felt the reality of what he was saying there. Um, And that's why I kind of wish he rapped more on this album, because there's a lot of points where it feels like he's not giving it enough time to say what he wants. Uh, And then there was the odd contradiction of having a song called Boredom, where he's like, uh, I have nothing to do with my day. And then the next song being, I don't have time for anything. Like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you literally just told me you weren't doing anything. 
Oh, and that corny chorus. That cor- I ain't got time for these niggas. Better throw a watch at the boy. Eh? <laughs> like, ah, boo. If this wasn't Tyler, the creator, and it was someone entirely different, do you think you would have looked at it differently? Um, what, what, what do you mean? Like, would I have... Like, if you weren't looking at this from the perception of this is a Tyler, the creator album, if it was just, like, someone completely different and you'd never heard them before... Would you like look at the way like the like the the way the songs are written differently? Not saying like you'd go on it easier or you'd be more critical, but that like you'd have a different viewpoint. I think I would have been I would be more confused because here's the thing about Tyler. Like I know more of his journey now, mm. and so like I'm I'm you know as much as I feel like I'm sort of bagging on him, I'm actually kind of rooting for him here. Right. Because I'm like, I'm glad that you're going in a new direction. I'm glad that you, he has a sound on this album that sounds different from everything else that's happening right now. Mm. And I, I'm I'm glad for that. And so I, I don't mean this to sound like a really negative review. Um, I, I, I'm just saying like, from where it felt like the aspiration was towards uh, versus where he actually landed, it just felt like, oh man, I, I saw where you could have gone so much. And it felt like you really didn't do that. Who that boy with Aesop Rocky? Really? He 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 was just so perfect for the song he had to throw him in. Like, come on, like, where is his critical sort of like self to go like, nah, fuck that. I'm trying to really trying to do something good. It it feels like it still has the sloppiness of his older material, but without the focus. And sure, that focus was on just being a shitlord, but it was focused. You know? And and with hit with this, it feels like he's very uncomfortable with being happy well i i think that's part of i think that's part of the appeal or what he's going for yeah and and not having that stress in his life and so he feels awkward just being like here's a song that's just a love song it it has to be ah, i'll kill myself or something he has something really beautiful going on in a lot of these tracks but it feels like he tries to push them into a darker you know sort of loud bassy territory you know to to sort of still appease fans to keep them from going. Please don't go away. Please here here here's that loud obnoxious shit I used to do. See that's still there. You know it's like dude, fuck I, it, just go. I, I didn't feel you like know? there was any pandering like that per se. Really? I, I, no, I don't feel like it was trying to pander. You didn't feel like the 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 random uh shit that was going on in See You Again was it pandering? No. If that, if if that's what he wants to do, it's what he wants to do. I don't think it's necessarily, hey, I'm I'm so concerned about keeping my old fan base that I need to have this loud and bassy. Maybe that's just what he likes. You don't think he's like I, I feel like because you know on this album I got someone who is very insecure, right? Mm. Um, in, in fact, he even mentions uh, later on in the song uh, in one of the songs where he's like, "What if uh, after track seven you guys don't like me anymore?" What if uh, the song I made, Who That Boy, was uh, eventually became literal and people literally didn't know who the fuck I was anymore? <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, and, and and that was, was that November? Uh, it spilled a lot more of his insecurities and got, it got very intricate about it. And like I said, that's what I really enjoy. I love it when he does that. I love it when he really tells me about his life because that's what he does very well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. What if Clancy's fucking me over? What if Who That Boy is rhetorical and this shit is over? 
uh, what if I'm hu- what if I'm hustling backwards? What if my accountant ain't paying my taxes, filling his pockets, and the IRS show up with uh, show up asking me questions, and I couldn't answer because I was too busy trying to make classics? I don't I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's not that I didn't have any songs that I didn't enjoy, but it was just like the first one, two, three, three tracks. They were 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 at were these tracks was like I want to like this I want this to be the album where it's like oh man you got to check out Tyler the Creator you got to see what he's doing now you know but there just kept being those points like him going okey 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 and having the the really loud but sl- it was like it's that type of bass where you know it's really loud but uh, it's like clipping you know but they turned it down but you can still hear the sort of distortion that happens when you have it too loud it was that sort of shit happening. I don't know. It it doesn't feel like a a a great project to me. And I, I I mean, I hate saying that. I really do because as much as it feels like I dump on him, I I actually really do want him to succeed because he's you know he's an independent dude. He's doing what he wants to do. He's sort of he's making music that people aren't. He's making the music that people aren't making today. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even anyone in this group is sounds like him, and he sounds like he really cares about music and he really cares about you know, making shit. But I feel like there's still not that sort of uh, we gotta make this perfect sort of thing. You know, we've gotta make, we've gotta tell a story with what I'm going on in my life. It feels still very lopsided and not really, you know, focused and finished. So, and, and ah, damn it. Whenever I do a review like this, I always feel like I end up being too negative. Um, But I'm trying to say, like, you know, all, all the spots that I feel are kind of wrong. But I do want to acknowledge... I, I acknowledge that there were good things, right? Like, I liked Glitter. like November. like the last track. Mr. Lonely was cool. Uh, you know, Garden Shit was okay. I do like that he is becoming such a focused guy on his production. Mm, uh, I yeah. just feel like the raps lose... Uh, suffer because of that, you know? Mm. Well, you definitely are more into the analyzing of the lyrics than I am. I, w- I will say that. I will say that if, if people are looking for a difference between the way we, we review things, you look way closer at the lyrics than, than I do. Uh, especially when I listen to these, I'm not as focused on them. And that's not to say that you're wrong for doing that. We just have different, you know, approaches to the albums. Um, so just going from a listening to the album standpoint... I wound up listening to this album like four times, not feeling like I needed to, but feeling like I actually wanted to. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I didn't feel that it was lopsided too much. I I, I thought it was. I, I thought it flowed pretty well. I thought it started out really strong. Actually, you know, you know what? The first thing that started to piss me off: the fact that sometimes sounded like it was going to be a really awesome song, and it was just like. Nope, that was just uh, this is just the start of a skit. She's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> when was that? Sometimes it was just like, you don't remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Where he starts off and he's like, "It's like the intro to a track." Yeah, it was like I sit in my room and I'm like, "Oh man, where's he going?" And then it's golf radio. This is a stupid skit. It's like, "Oh come on!" I don't like the skits. You're right. I feel safe in giving it a five, just as a personal opinion. You know, I'm not you know gonna say you're wrong for not liking it as much. And I think, you know, different people could see different 
things in this album. You know, they have different appreciations for it. Um, but I, for one, am interested to see where Tyler goes from here. I was pretty impressed by this album. He's definitely on my watch list now, and he wasn't before. Um, I'm I'm gonna end up buying it. Um, I just, I just got 444 a couple days ago. Yeah, this will be the third. I, I picked up 444 in Damn a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Uh, I actually took a picture of it. I was like, yeah, gotta support these artists out here. <laughs> I'll probably take a picture of of the three of them. When when I, when I buy a Flower Boy, and I'll put that next to 444 and Damn, because so far they're it, it's in the running as one of my favorites of the year so far. You would have never expected that shit, would you? No, in 2017, I would not expect to be that thoroughly impressed by Jay Z and Fla- and uh, Tyler the Creator. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Go Go Fly Fly. You know, oh, 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 wait, what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh, I fucking fell on my goddamn face. Well, that about does it for the Going Off podcast this week. Thank you very much for listening. Why are you, you over enunciating it? That just makes it sound worse. Oh, <laughs> that, it's like I'm high just, stepping to make yeah, sure I don't trip again. That, that's just going to make people hear it for the first time think something must have happened wrong the first time he tried to do this. As if I was going to cut out the first time. I was leaving that in. <laughs> if this is your first time checking us out, thank you very much. All of our old episodes are all backlogged on SoundCloud and simultaneously on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on either platform. I think it's easier if you follow us on iTunes, though, because you automatically get the downloads as the new episodes are posted. Uh, usually the episodes are posted about uh, Thursday, Friday afternoon at the latest. Uh, they go live on YouTube every uh, Saturday at 7 in the morning. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, our Patreons are a great way to keep in touch with us. Uh, help us out with uh, with pledges if you have some extra money to throw our way for uh, um, requesting reviews or just getting some extra bonus content. And for the Going Off Podcast, until next week, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, telling you that... I have a friend who's going through something pretty dark right now, but I've been talking them through that issue, and I just realized that I might be the difference between this person, you know, going through that issue alone and, you know, uh, you know, having hope, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, just listen to your friends when they're going through shit, and, you know, it'll, I mean, it's not just about making you feel better, but, you know, it's just about making the people in your life, making their world a little brighter. So, you know, listen to them and help when you can.